Hello! Uh, we are the Brothers Geek. Uh, my name is Patrick Schmaltz, uh, and with my two brothers, Christopher Schmaltz. Hello, Christopher. Hello. And Andrew. Hello, Andrew. Hello. Good evening. We are the Brothers Geek, and we talk about geeky things. We've been... This is our final uh, House of the Dragon episode. This is episode number 182. We're doing our House of the Dragon episode 10, The Black Queen um and uh spoilers spoilers going ahead if you're listening to this in the future or or yeah so this is our final house of the dragon episode um and there's i mean it's sort of like a split so episode nine was sort of a split between like all of the green the quote-unquote green side of things uh, reaction to Viserys' death, uh, what they did about it, them finding Aegon, them crowning Aegon. And then this episode is like the other side of that coin, which is they hear about Viserys' death because Black. of... What's that? The Blacks. The Blacks. The Blacks hear about it. Yeah. The they're, on Dragonstone. they're on Dragonstone. They're on Dragonstone. What's her name? It's not... It's... Uh... Rhaenys? Rainis, there we go. Rainis, she flies in. She tells them. She spends most of the episode sort of like not really sure where she's going to land. But she. It's the first it, time we see Corliss in like three episodes, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So, like, yeah, he come, He he like shows up. He's not dead. Seems like he was going to die. He didn't die. Um, and he he saw it. So there, there was some really cool, uh, really cool scenes in this sh- episode, but some really shocking graphing scenes. Uh, aside from the the dragon munching at the end of this episode, but yeah, like the the her giving birth. So she goes into labor. Rhaenyra goes into labor. Um, was rough. Was rough. Jesus. Was rough. Yeah. Whew. Like there's that a was... lot of. There's, I mean, okay, so there's a lot of, like, through lines in this whole show about birth, like, bad, bad births, and then twins. There's, like, a lot of, like, twin things, uh, like, the two sides of situations, too. It's sort of like, this is this king and this king, and, 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 um, it kind of kind of fascinating uh there's like the there's the the, oh, well, the mean, lannister obviously... twins there's the there's the the kingsguard twins there's the there's actually like twins of aegon right like aegon has twins currently um yes yes and, does. and, and so it's sort of like and um yeah anyways i just noticed there's yeah. a bit of a oh, no, well there's definitely well i'm thinking of, i mean the Oh, the yeah. two the two daughters from Damon. He has two twin daughters too. Well, no, they're one's older than the other. I thought it was twins. No. Nope. One's a couple years older. Mm. But also, and you meant you mentioned the miscarriage, which was yes, incredibly difficult to watch. Yes. Um, definite parallels from the very first episode of the series where Ama mm-hmm. is giving birth to her stillborn son or the last you know child that she attempts to have with Viserys at the beginning of the series so definite parallels with women and you know their battlefields being the 
you know, the the childbirth bed, the very first episode and how they set that up and Rhaenyra not only being, you know, a mother and the risk that goes with siring heirs, but she is, you know, at the funeral of this child that she miscarries, she is crowned queen. Sir, Sir Arik Cargill shows up with... Mm -hmm. Viserys's crown. I think it's hilarious. I, well, uh, what, one second. One guy's name is Arik, and one guy's name is Eric. Exactly. The, the two twins. It. So it's so like, great. On paper, on paper, it's like like uh, you you like you could tell the difference, but like Arik yeah. and Eric, like, like Arik and Eric, and what? I mean they're and they're identical twins, and they are they're styled to look alike. They both got long hair. They both got thick long beards. So like it's not like they're they're styled to look different. Like the audience can kill them apart they're supposed to look identical like they maintain their identical look right. and they end up on different sides of the conflict you know sir eric stays in king's landing and supports uh aegon the second and sir Arik shows up on dragonstone with the crown fascinating to support rhaenyra yeah. and 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 just as a through line you see them on the bridge late in the later scene when they're like when otto comes to tell them hey like Offer them to offer them offer, terms. Offer them yeah. terms. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't do this war thing. You know, let's let's talk about this. And then they're on two different sides of the line. You know, the, the like. Well, yeah. and, and then in well, the episode nine, they had a whole discussion about about like Aegon being a terrible king. He's a terrible person. Well, he's a terrible person, so he's going to be a terrible king. I mean, I mean, there's like definitely, definitely like there's degrees of terrible in the show. So it's like, obviously, you know, forcing your bastard children to fight in a, a child fighting pit is, is pretty awful, but you yeah. know, lying about who your, the, ch your children are and, and sleeping with someone else, siring other children, bastard yeah. children is kind of bad too. Not definitely not as bad, but you know, um, well, yeah, there's yeah, degrees of there's, there's degrees of sin. Certainly, there's degrees of sin. Yes. Well, and, and you bring up that scene on the bridge where Otto shows up to offer terms to Rhaenyra. Mm. Uh, definitely parallels, you know, episode two, yes. where they show up. To, you know, uh, and Damon, we talked about that episode two. Like we talked about that scene from episode two, being like, man, I got chills when that happened. Yeah. And um, Rhaena shows up. Rhaenyra shows up. Uh, you know, on Cyrax, and she is, uh, you know, a queen doing her thing. And she considers, you know, their offer. Alicent makes an emotional appeal to her with the page from the book. So that's just Alicent saying, hey, we've been old friends. Let's not plunge the realm into war. Can we figure this out? Because, you know, at the end of episode, at the end of episode nine, or at the end of episode eight, after the dinner, mm -hmm. they're trying to patch things up. Mm -hmm. Alicent and Rhaenyra committed to each other to, can we patch this up? Well, and when, then well, when Rhaenys she... tells them, like they yeah. they both jump to the conclusion that, like Viserys was killed, was murdered. Well, Damon definitely, Damon definitely, Damon does. definitely does. And um, so so that's sort of like they go into defensive mode because. They didn't send them any information, and then she had to escape to come tell them. So it just it, it just looks kind of bad. There, there's there's it's funny how like 
little things have led to this, like sort of like inching along. Oh, you did this, you did this, you did this, you know, it's sort Another of just theme of this series is is these tiny little actions between family members building into this, you know, realm redefining conflict that will, mm -hmm. you know, change the history or change the future of Westeros, you know? Um, so yeah, so it's, I, I mean, I think this is a very strong episode. I don't think it's the best episode of season one, but it, it certainly finishes out the season very, very, in a very strong position and sets up everywhere they're going to go. Uh, for Do season you have a contender for what the best episode of season one is? That's a good question. I, I really, I mean, episode eight, Lord of the Tides, where, you know, they have the conflict where Viserys, you know, comes and sits on the Iron Throne, and they decide who will inherit Driftmark, and they have that dinner. Like, all all through that episode is just everything, every beat works. Mm -hmm. I also really like the episode from early on where it's young Rhaenyra is on the hunt. Oh, yeah, that episode is interesting. That's a very interesting episode in terms of showing Rhaenyra's promise. Mm -hmm. Christopher, do you have a favorite episode from season one? I think it's the uh, episode, I think it's eight, where it's so atmospheric at the, the first half of it, you know, yeah. after, after Sarah's death. That's all... nine. Oh, then that's, that's my favorite. Nine yeah. is my favorite. That, yeah. that, uh, that, um, stylistically and interesting sort of storytelling there in terms of the reactions and then the, the reveal of the plotting behind the scenes and how she processes that Allison processes all of that in real time and trying to navigate the oh my god everyone is gonna and she's struggling with the her genuine interpretation of what he said on his deathbed that that episode is is fabulous uh, on all levels, so that's my yeah. favorite. Nine I nine. can, I think I agree with that. I, I, the first one that like I remember, like the first one that I think of, so I gotta go with it is the Driftmark episode with the, with the funeral because like they were all like come back together for this funeral, and then like so much shit happened in that episode. It's like uh, Rhaenyra and Damon get together, like the Vagar uh, riding Aegon, the the fight between the kids. The, the arguing of the adults about the kids fighting, like, it, it just seemed like it really, like, everything was talking, like, secrets and bullshit, and then everything came to a head, like, in that episode. Yeah. So, yeah. so no, I, you're right. It's that's shift. A great there was, it was this great shift. And that that's the one that, number two. yeah, and people yeah. love to complain about that episode because it was so dark and the lighting was weird. I think it looked great. <laughs> I think, it, I think it looked great, too. I think it looked great. It looked great, yeah. yeah. The, the when the sun starts to go down. Also, there's a shot from that episode that, like, the, the camera, like, comes up right at the wedding. And there's, like, five dragons, like, on the side yeah. of a cliff. And it's literally yeah. five seconds long. But it's, like, that was awesome. Yeah. Like, like that. So, so yeah, that, I... I um, I really wish I had rewatched all the whole season before we recorded this, but you know, we're we're doing we're doing a, a tepid take, a semi hot take. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, I so I, here yeah. I have one other question I want to ask you guys. Mm. 
I mean, I have ten questions at the end. We're gonna do some right. trivia. And yeah, we, do, we got to leave some time for trivia if you got ten questions. Yeah. Right. So, but I mean, they're relatively simple responses. Okay. Um, so we had half the season with the young actors playing young Rhaenyra and young Alicent, and they waited half the season with the older actors playing Rhaenyra and Alicent, five episodes apiece. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I hate to j- like try to like compare the two, um, but you gotta you gotta give it up for how good the casting is, especially for um, Olivia. Jeez, Olivia Cook yes. and the young the young actor who played the young Alicent. I'm blanking on her name right now. Dude, that they look. Was- have you they looked look at like a picture? They're members of the same family. It's Dude, incredible. have you seen a picture of them side by side? They're yeah, literally right? they're literally Billy like sisters. No, no, the one who the, plays Alice. Millie Alcox, young young Rhaenyra. Um, uh, what's her name? Emily, Emily Carey. Emily Carey. I was looking. I was just. Dude, they look so much alike. They look so yeah, much. It's, it's crazy. It's it's wild. The and casting, the, the casting department really like they, they like they nailed like, it. It's incredible. They pat themselves on the back for that one. It's incredible how how good they how like kind of perfect that ended up being mm-hmm, mm-hmm. between the young and the old. Um, just well, just wonderful. And going back to the comment before, this the little finale really speaks to the Patrick. You were talking about the little things that result in sort of major plot points or events. Right. And um, that's exact. I mean, that's part of the sort of themes of, um, of the, of the uh, season is, is that none of this is inevitable. Like there are, yeah, there are circumstances that uh, choices are made all along the way that result in sort of what we see in the in the finale but there are moments for sure during throughout the season where a diff, if you if any of the characters made a different choice we're not arriving at where we're at there and was yeah. fascinating right the, I, I there were moments where it seemed like it might turn around like 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 maybe maybe they're not going to fight each other like maybe maybe they can resolve this like young Allison and young young Rhaenyra like talking to each other but then in that same episode that's the one she goes out with Damon and then there's all these lies and then she confronts her in front of the tree and that's and that like their relationship that they started to patch up like falls apart again so it's sort of like it's all these little tiny things that well, have led to this you, big big thing and you and you brought it up patrick the this the episode on driftmark where the kids get into the fight the 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 childhood kind of disagreements and fighting that happens between these kids and Amond and what happens to him and him bearing the scar and the real physical kind of toll that that took on him and how it affected the whole rest of his life, and how he's never gotten over that, directly feeds into what happens well, above I'll, storms. And like, to, like, if, I'll I'll even go deeper on Amond. Is it starts with him being made fun of by all the other boys because he didn't have a dragon, 
and feeling yeah. feeling like resentment towards them because like they make fun of him because he's not a dragon rider um and and they 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 ship out a pig in front of him and his brother's going to be the king and he feels like very second fiddle so that drives him to go off to try to take vagar um and then he yeah. f- and and then the worst kind the worst kind of like like uh psychotic people are the ones who have been bullied you know bully bullied to, their whole lives yeah bullied to the point of wanting to punish others and that's what he's that's what he's become um and and it's really come to a head in this episode because like they sort of lose control of their dragons because of just he like like we could talk about the end a little bit but like do you think that he meant to kill um uh Jaceres or um is it Lucerys or Jaceres it's Lucerys Lucerys it highlights an interesting point, which I, 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 um, I'm trying to remember where I read it. I'm sorry, I'm not attributing it to anyone. Uh, but it's it highlights a point, which is the dragons are actors in and of themselves too. They're not right. just pets. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. And so, the, uh, that dragon made a choice to yeah. uh, go go after the. Uh, <laughs> the other one, yeah, um, Lucerus yeah. and Arex, yeah, yeah, Arex, yeah. So that was a that that was an interesting point. Um, but it's also the dragons feed off of the emotions. I don't know how it works, and Andrew, you can should probably shed some more light on what the lore is associated with their connection with the dragons. But yeah, uh, that they definitely seems feed off of the emotions of their riders uh, uh, and so that that leads to you know that chase scene and um and ultimately the death of Eric's and ultimately yeah. the, the death of the kid yeah no and i mean dragons yeah they're i mean and they i've seen this online a couple of times and it harkens back to the very first episode where uh viserys says to to rhaenyra you know we it was a mistake to try to tame dragons, it was a great folly right, that of fir- our house. The first episode yeah, to try to think that we can can actually control dragons. They are wild animals, so mm-hmm. he's justifiably oh, afraid. Yeah. That's full circle, yeah. Yeah, it's co- completely full circle. And Viserys, you know, realizing that this was, yes, we're dragon riders, and that makes us very powerful. But at the same time, we're not control. We're not in control of these dragons. They. Uh, submit to us, but they have their own yeah. will. And... Yeah, they're, they're sort of. I mean, they're sort of still wild, right? It's sort of just oh, absolutely right. They make they their own decisions. Bond. Dragons bond. Dragons can bond with one rider at a time. So while a rider is alive, they're bonded with that person, mm-hmm. and and you can see that in evidence of the rider is safe around their dragon, but almost everybody else. Right. It's, it's a 50, if the dragon wants to the dragon will eat your ass yeah you know he, he, he they're not messing around like the dragon rider is safe everybody right. else is is you know if the dragon wants to they're gonna smoke you I mean that's just the way they are yeah it's pretty 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 crazy um, yeah. there's there is a there's a scene between uh, Rhaenyra and Damon that I want to talk about where they clear the room and they start to talk about uh, she starts to bring up 
the 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 legend, the the dream, the pre, pre, uh, prophecy, and he like mm-hmm. starts to choke her, and and uh, he, like they're trying to both like push each other a little bit to like she's she's not acting to to like she's trying to protect the realm and not she knows so she's trying not to she's, she's trying, trying not to stop everybody from killing each other right she's trying not right. to overreact and she doesn't want everybody to kill each other under right react. yes yeah, there's yeah. a bigger thing there's a yes. bigger issue at, at play yeah. but yeah. but but like it's the the key to it is like she knows that she needs to keep the kingdom together to fight the 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 shit coming from the north and so she doesn't want to go to war with these guys if she doesn't have to she's trying to protect herself and like uh you know me you know keep it together but but then damon is pushed and says like and, and i think it's so interesting that she like looks at him and she goes he didn't tell you because she he never wanted her him to be king Viserys didn't want, never wanted Damon to be king, so he didn't know about the destiny. Like, so she's the only one who knows currently, um, and that's it's really informing her position up until her child is killed by Aegon, uh, Amond, and now it's it's like, you know, who all knows? Hell, what, all hell's gonna break. Loose. All hell's are gonna break loose. The Dance of Dragons, you, you know. So there's, I've seen some commentary online about people. Thinking that was out of character for Damon to attack her physically. Did you guys have any reaction like that, Christopher? Did you feel like it was out of character for Damon to attack her physically? Uh, no, I think he's um, he's not a good person, and he is not in control, and he is uh, reactionary, and so all those things. Um, and violent, and he's a violent person. Yes, he violent reactionary. That's uh, it makes sense to me. Um, we don't want to see it. People love to, like, they don't want their the character they like. But I think people have grown to like Damon, and so well, Matt and, Smith plays him with a ton of charm. So yes, they, they yeah. they've grown to like him. So they don't want to see him choking their favorite character like espousal abuse you know it's like but like everybody everybody's got gray areas of sin in this show that's what you have to realize like nobody's fully bad nobody's fully good so um even if you like a character they're gonna do stupid shit like case in point like uh, daenerys targaryen going crazy and murdering everyone so so it's it's sort of um I, I, I thought that scene was fascinating and I, I think I think the show I mean it gets overshadowed by Dragon Chase and 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 crazy mm-hmm. crazy birth but like that was just a really well acted well, well well executed interesting like understanding character dynamics and and in, and like why they're doing things the way they're doing um, it, it, that fascinating like like it, it's it's such a well-written show it's such a well-acted show it's completely thought out every you you um and it's interesting to do it in a way where like episode nine is definitely from their side of things we didn't see any allison we didn't see any any of uh so like when rhaegar is vagar is just there it's like a surprise to us because we don't know what the hell they've been planning 
You know, yeah. we we don't know that they've been sending people everywhere to try to to get ahead of this too. There and so, um, I I I think it's kind of uh, it's really well really well made, really well thought out. And so, yeah. um, God, that's the final. That scene was the like final. so heartbreaking in the with the. Uh, Boris Baratheon, like him b- delivering the letter yeah. to him, and Aegon, Aegon is already there, or uh, Aemon, a- Aemon is already there. Excuse me. Um, too many, too many, too many. Names. Dude, these names are so. <laughs> this, yeah. Uh, uh, Renice, Renira, Renice, G- 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 Basiris, Jaceres, Luceres. Yeah. Lu- and then dragon Bay- names, Cyrax, Arax, uh, there's another axe. Uh, Araxes. 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 <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I love how they, um, I love how they uh, set up Baratheon, because that, again, goes back to the sort of small decisions, little, little choices sort of lead to tragic consequences and it also sets up the baratheons as a family of a-holes as well right yes and and i just was thinking of robert baratheon and and that dude was a terrible king and uh yeah he's kind of like i mean yeah he's kind of an a-hole he's played by a charming actor but like he's kind of an a-hole he's a product of that kind of an approach yeah and I leaned. Rather, o- I leaned over to. And saying, "Hey, uh, no, I made a commitment to invent the knee to, um, Viserys's designated heir, and how dare you come with your giant dragon here and threaten me, and yeah. offer me this stuff and to change my loyalty? That should have been the reaction, but no, he berates the kid because this is all you bring me." Yeah, and that, and that, I love that sort of subtlety of okay, this is the, the this is the type of mindset and that family mindset that leads to Robert Baratheon. Yeah, you're, right. You're abs- I leaned over to Ashton like yeah. as soon as they show up at Storm's End, and the fact that he can't read, like he's right. you know, oh he's the yeah, master, he, he's yeah. the he's the Lord of the Stormlands. He's wealthy. Can't read. He's this leader of men, and he has to have the Maester read the letter to him because he's <laughs> such an ignorant shit. I yeah. look, I looked at Acton, I looked at Ashton, and I'm like, yeah, the Baratheons are thugs. Yeah, they're, they're thugs. thugs. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but but they yeah. have, but you know, it's fascinating. Like, and and I think he even commented this like episodes ago about like how the reason why Robert Baratheon becomes king is because there is an overlap between the Targaryens and them, like, years yeah, ago. His, his, his grandmother... Yes. His grandmother... Robert Baratheon's grandmother is a Targaryen. So, but, like, they... But even now, they talk about, like, she's related to them in some way. Like, that's why... Yeah, Rhaenys... Like, they, 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 they... Yeah, they connected for Rhaenys, a second. Yeah, is Rhaenys... Uh, Valerion has a Baratheon uh, mother. Mm. She's she's Targaryen. She's a Targaryen See, and yeah. a Baratheon. Their t- their houses are intertwined. Way yeah. back to the I- Aegon the Conqueror, his best friend and potential bastard half brother uh, is a Baratheon. Mm. Uh, he's a Wester. He's you know he's he's a he's from Westeros, but he 
uh, Aegon's father, potentially, is Oros Baratheon's father as well. His only, his real only friend in the world. This is like Aegon, this is Aegon, like, the first, right? Aegon the first, the Conqueror, yeah. The Conqueror, yeah. What'd you, what'd you say, Chris? We didn't hear you. Yeah, sorry, I was, uh, there's a, there's a great, I'm sure there are multiple, but there's a page on the internet that has a whole family tree stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, I said that to you, like, episodes ago, and I guess it had spoilers in it, so, like, maybe I'll have to relook at that, because, yeah. uh, but I don't want to know if they're going to tell me, like, who's going to die and who's going to live. Like, maybe I shouldn't look at a family tree that goes further. If you don't want, if you don't want spoilers, you don't look at don't well, look at a family well, tree. So, like, I, I kind of want to read these books, but I don't want season two to be spoiled for me. I, I'm coming from the position of, like, I don't want to know how it goes down. I would and, stay. stay. You, can read, you can read the first two-thirds of Fire and Blood, and you won't get to the Dance of Dragons. Like, it's... Right, maybe with... maybe I'll read up until the point where where Lucerus gets munched in the sky. Yeah, uh, and that, I mean, there's a definite dividing point. I mean, that this, a new chapter starts, but you could read. Yeah, you could read the first, you know, two thirds, three fourths of Fire and Blood before you that, get to the spoilers. That scene, I mean, really well constructed and looked amazing, but just heartbreaking when it when it, when it happens. Um, and then the so point, you think, yeah. You think he's gonna get away? Yes. You think he's gonna get away, and then, yeah. And yeah. it just and totally like outmatched is like this little dragon, this young kid on this little dragon, just running for his life from yeah. this giant monster. Um, and uh, it's fascinating. There is a scene that didn't make much sense to me, and maybe you guys can shed this light on. Help me out here. Is Damon, before that scene, he goes downstairs with a torch and he's singing. And there's a dragon that peeks its head out and blows some fire that's all scarred up and scratched and snaggly tooth. What was the point of that scene and who is that dragon? What, what What's going on there? Well, that leads perfectly into, uh, that's a trivia question for you guys. Oh, well, you okay. Don't know the answer let's let's question, do it because so we're, we're, yeah. One of my trivia questions is, at the end, near the end of the episode... Daemon goes into the dragon mount to try to charm a dragon. Even uh-huh. though dragon Daemon has his own dragon, Caraxes. Yes. He cannot take another dragon while he's alive, or while Caraxes is alive. You guys, you guys don't. The, the but but his daughter is, doesn't have a dragon, so maybe that maybe he's trying maybe, to get her. Right. Yeah. Daemon is trying to you know see you know what kind of power they can muster. Yes, but you guys don't know the name of that dragon. No. I I watched a video earlier today that was talking about all these dragons. Um, hold on, it might be it's like in my brain somewhere, and they said the name. It starts with a V. Uh, no, no. no. Uh, yeah, Ashton's trying to chime in. You guys, you ready? Hey, yeah. What is it? What is okay. It? The dragon's name is Vermithor. Vermithor, and that's supposed and to be like the biggest dragon, right? Or, it's the second biggest dragon behind Vagar. But then there's another one that's wild that's like the cannibal or whatever. The cannibal, and there's two wild dragons on Dragonstone. Yeah. The cannibal and Sheepstealer. Sheepstealer and, yeah, the cannibal. And yeah. the cannibal is supposed so, to be the biggest dragon. No. Next to Vagar, because it's not as old. Oh. But it's a wild dragon, so it roams all over, so it's very large. Yes. So Vermithor was the dragon we meet 
in the Dragon Mount, and that was the dragon that was ridden by Jaehaerys the first, mm. the king who reigned for like sixty years. Okay, that so leads to the second trivia question. Okay, here we go. And just, Jaehaerys convenes the in episode one. Yes. The very beginning, Jaehaerys, we see the scene with the Great Council where they name Viserys the first, the heir. Yes. Where did the Great Council take place? Oh, uh, Harrenhal. Yes. That's, That's correct. correct. Yes. Nice. Okay. We, we talked about that because I, I, love, I, love, I love ruins. I love Harrenhal. Yeah. I, anytime so they show Harrenhal, I'm excited. Pat's, Pat's got one. Chris has got none. Oh, so Oh, okay, this so, is a rate. This is like whoever chimes in first. I well, like it. Get it. You got to get it right. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay, okay. Okay, so... We need buzzers. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So call your name out if you think you if you want to be first, and then you can answer. So okay. call your name out. True or false, Viserys rode Balerion, the Black Dread, only once. Uh, Patrick, True. That's correct. And then he died. Only once. And then he learned he was too afraid to ever ride him again. Crazy. Yeah. Because it's like riding a nuclear weapon. <laughs> I mean, yeah. All right, next question. Yeah. Damon wields a Valerian steel sword called what? Damon. Uh... Christopher, do you know? Fuck. No. Oh, I... Uh... Uh, something sister, night sister, bla- uh, some uh, blood sister, dragon sister. Okay, you only get three. That's three attempts. You get, you're done. I'm done. Chris, do you want to try one? No. The Valerian steel sword that Damon wields is dark sister. Dark sister. Dark. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Lots of okay. The next question: The actor Patty Constantine, who plays Viserys the first. What Edgar Wright film does he play a character named Andy? Uh, Patrick, uh, uh, Hot Fuzz. That's correct. I love he that guy. He plays one of the detectives. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's the Andes. It's the Andes. Okay. Um, the next question. I have. Okay, it's a Matt Smith question. Mm. Matt Smith plays Daybon, and he plays the Doctor. He's had a fantastic... He's had a fantastic career, Matt Smith. Damon is just the latest in his awesome characters he's played. Tell me what actor preceded Matt Smith and succeeded Matt Smith as the Doctor. What two actors? Chris. Uh, Chris. uh, Shit. Uh, David Tennant is uh, one of them. Uh Uh-huh. Who succeeded Matt Smith? Uh, Oh, I, I got it. It took me a second. It took me a second. Uh, after after him is uh, I forget. I I I, I nobody's gonna get the points because like he buzzed in first, but it's Peter Capaldi. That's it. Yeah, yeah that's correct. It took me up it's until that moment and to, to think of half it. a point. Yeah, half a point? And okay. David Tennant is not exactly right because that's not the. Um, well, actually, yeah, that was the immediate. The doctor who immediately before. Was he that. the 10th doctor? 10th doctor was. Uh, what's his face? 
That was Eccleston. Eccleston, Eccleston Christopher Tucker? Eccleston, yeah. and then eleventh is David Tennant, and then twelfth was Matt Smith, and then thirteenth was Peter Capaldi, and then then it's it was what's her face, Jodie uh, Whittaker. Jodie Whittaker, and now yeah, it's, David it's David Tennant again. Yep, and then, uh, and then I forget the 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 actor after him has been named, and I'm blanking on his name. Are they yeah. going to do, like, a season of David Tennant? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think they, they're... The, the model that they've gone to is, like, these mini-series. Um, uh-huh. Well, the British love... Yeah, the British love doing their short seasons, so... I should... I, yeah, I should... I should know more. Mm. Because I'm a Whovian. Yeah. Okay, a couple uh, more questions. Yeah, what do you got? Olivia Cook, who plays Allison's old, Al, older Allison Hightower, appeared in what sci-fi film adapted from one of our favorite books? Shit. Shit. Just I don't a know. Few more seconds. Yeah. I don't. She appear, She plays a major role in Ready Player One. Oh, that's right. Yep. Oh my god. I forget, I forget the name of her character though. In Ready Player One, she's she's she, the you know she's Artemis. She's Artemis. She's the best player in the game. Yeah, she's she's yeah. yeah yeah she's Artemis. She's the she's the best gunter in the game or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a couple Amanda. more questions. Character name. Yep. Couple more questions. Ryan Condal who is the season one showrunner, is credited as a writer on what movie featuring huge, aggressive animals and The Rock? Uh, uh, Patrick, is Rampage? Rampage. Ryan Condal is a writer on the movie Rampage before he was the showrunner on House of the Dragon. That movie is better than it should be. Absolutely. It's like, a fun movie to watch. It is so dumb. It is so dumb. Terrible. And the premise terrible. is terrible, but it terrible. is more fun than it should be. It's more fun than it should be. It's still terrible. bad, but it's still fun to watch. It's still I, bad. Yeah, 100%. Okay, two more questions. Thinking back to the very first episode, the opening title card. And the opening title card of the series, it tells us how this series is going to take place how many years before the birth of Daenerys Targaryen? Uh, P- Patrick, my guess is 172. Oh. Chris, do you have a guess? 200. 200. Patrick's correct. It's 172 years. Boom! Some Rain Man shit! Right? Okay, <laughs> final, final question. Mm. It's about the other showrunner. Miguel Sapochek. Mm. He is credited. He directed six episodes of the original Game of Thrones. Oh, wow. Name any three of them. I mean... I don't remember episode eight titles. I mean, The Red Wedding, maybe? Uh, Okay. That's The Reigns of Castamere. The Reigns that's of Casimir. That's the title of the episode. Right, yep. right, right. Chris is right about that. Chris gets a point for that. 
It's okay. not one of the ones he directed, but Chris gets a bonus point for knowing. <laughs> that, that's a deep cut. Good job. Uh, fuck, I don't know. I don't okay. know. That's when a, I tell that's you the harder. titles, you'll yeah. be. Like, when I tell you the titles, you'll be like, "Oh yeah." So he directed the season eight episode, "The Bells," where Daenerys like loses Go, her shit and burns crazy. the city down. Sure. He directed the episode, "The Long Night." Oh, with the, the huge battle at Winterfell. Oh, wow. He directed the season six finale, The Winds of Winter, where Cersei blows up the Sept and basically destroys all opposition and takes the throne. Isn't that, directed... when, isn't that when Jon Snow gets stabbed, too? No, that's the end of season five, dude. Is it? Okay, okay. Yeah, because he comes back to life at the beginning of season six. No shit. Uh, that, yeah. Wow. He directed The Battle of the Bastards. Great episode. episode. Great yep. episode. And he directed the episode Hard Home, which has the first like major conflict between the White Walkers and the people of the north. Mm. That Jon Snow has that they have that great battle like on the coast and the Night King like raises the dead right in front of him. Oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. directed that episode too. Wow. Yeah, I think he's... I might I think I might be due for a uh, Game of Thrones rewatch, um, right? Like, I mean, it's sort of the last two seasons are just the 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 wettest fart ever. But um, like yeah, the good. like like the They're not that bad. Jesus. <sighs> season eight's pretty bad. Season eight has its moments that are like, okay, this is great television, but on the whole, it's just not very good. There's like one scene from season eight that still stands out in my head that I love. Is they're all sitting the night before the Night King shows up and they're talking about, and then Jamie Knight's, uh, what's her face? Uh, Brienne. Brienne. Chills. Like, still, still a great scene. Like, yeah. Tyrion sitting around getting drunk and then uh, just, just amazing. Uh, yeah. There's, One there's of those some quiet. Yeah, quiet moments of Game of Thrones that really work when it's not about you know right, right dragons good, and huge conflicts good dialogue, and magic. interesting character overlap, yep. like motivations, sort of like they all think they might die, so like things are things are like extreme, and then no one dies except for except for uh, uh, Theon, and that's it. So or Jorah Mor- Jorah Mormont dies. Jorah Mormont. Yeah, Lady Mor- Lady Mormont dies. Well, so. she's she was a little girl, so of course. Yeah. Little girl. We're done. To, what do you guys think? We're done talking about. Yeah, we get to talk about whatever we now. want now. I have a list. What are we gonna talk? I, what are we gonna talk about next? I got great a list season. of shit. We're great season of TV. I feel Absolutely yeah, great great season, great season. I can't wait to watch more. I feel like next time we got to do an Ander discussion and a uh, a Rings of Power discussion. Yeah. yeah. Like those are the big ones because, uh, but I have I have a list of geeky things that I've been waiting to talk about. <laughs> so awesome. I've been writing them down. I've been writing them down as I watch them. Awesome. But uh, dude, uh, thank you for if you if you listen to all these episodes, everybody who's listening to this, thank you for listening to us uh, talk about uh, House of the Dragon. Uh, hope you continue to listen. Um, Thank you, Andrew, for your trivia. Those were great. Yeah, those uh, were good. It was fun. Uh, and if you'd like to help Andrew with his trivia, email him at kingofthenorth52 at gmail.com. Email the podcast, brothersgeek, 
podcast at gmail.com. Brothers underscore geek at twitter.com. Brothersgeek.com. Brothers Geek Schmaltz on YouTube. Watch our watch our YouTube. See our faces while we talk. Uh, You'll be able to tell our voices apart better by listening to yes, our faces. Definitely go. go. <laughs> Apparently we yes. sound alike. Yeah, we're brothers. This is the worst podcast idea. We all sound similar. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. 100, 182 episodes. This is the worst idea for a podcast because <laughs> we sound totally alike. Because no one can tell the difference between our voices. Uh, yeah. It's great. I mean, our mother really can't, so. Our mother can't? She has trouble hearing, telling the difference when she listens to the podcast. She's said that to me before. Oh, my God. That's that, that's not good. The one person that should be able to tell the difference. <laughs> you think, right? <laughs> not not a great model. Not a great model. Um, okay. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, next time we'll talk other about other things. Farewell. Fire and blood. <laughs>